This episode of Couch Potatoes Unite! Exclamation point is sponsored by Blue Bridge Games. For the games and gifts you won't find anywhere else, head to Grand Rapids, Michigan's friendliest local game store, Blue Bridge Games. Blue Bridge Games carries an extensive line of board games, card games, role-playing tabletop games, Magic the Gathering, and more. Stop into their storefront on East Fulton or shop with them online at bluebridgegames.com. You say you want to watch a drama. You say you want to watch a comedy. Well, you can watch it with your mama. Or you can watch it with your daddy. You'll even sit and watch it with your middle schooler. So you can come and talk around our water cooler. We're watching all day and all night. Couch Potatoes Unite. Whoa, whoa. Couch Potatoes Unite. Whoa. Welcome to a brand new episode of the podcast entitled Couch Potatoes Unite! Exclamation point, which is based on a blog of the same name because this is how we carry on, wayward sons. If I haven't made that joke before, I'd be shocked, but now it fits, and it's the last one, so I'm doing it again. My name is Kylie, and I love TV. If you feel the same, keep listening in or checking out our website, couchpotatoesunite.wordpress.com, as you're about to find some common ground or something you like for it. Couch Potatoes Unite. We're all about the wonders and the unique long-form storytelling of the small screen. CPU! Exclamation point. Hope you've been following releases of brand new episodes of the podcast on Wednesdays, as well as new blog entries on some Tuesdays, and as always, there are several more new episodes on the way. Because the panels and I live lives behind our podcast, the episodes are published once per week. Subscribe to the website or podcast via iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Amazon Music, basically wherever you get your podcasts to stay on top of brand new episodes. Episodes already published discuss a variety of shows around the water cooler, including, but not limited to, Stranger Things, iZombie, The Good Place, Game of Thrones, Grace and Frankie, Mr. Robot, Altered Carbon, The Orville, Outlander, Westworld, Fuller House, Schitt's Creek, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Crown, Better Call Saul, Doctor Who, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and Big Little Lies. Plus, new episodes are in the works, including revisits for The Hundred, This Is Us, Charmed, Riverdale, The Good Doctor Catching Up series panel will get caught up on Season 4. The Call the Midwife Catching Up panel will get caught up on Seasons 3 and 4. The American Horror Story franchise series panel will talk about Season 1 of American Horror Stories. The DCTU series panel will reflect upon Season 4 of Black Lightning. And the Star Trek 50 Plus series will discuss Season 1 of Deep Space Nine. We'll be launching new panels covering the Animaniacs, Killing Eve, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, American Gods, Grey's Anatomy, Cobra Kai, Peaky Blinders, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, A Discovery of Witches, Titans, and Umbrella Academy. And because we look back at shows now past, we'll travel through time and experience all sorts of identities with Quantum Leap. We'll cry bazinga for Big Bang Theory. We'll navigate the witty political satire of Parks and Recreation. We'll become psychos for psych. We'll go where everybody knows your name with cheers. We hope you'll be listening when we talk about Frasier. We'll know that's what she said when we talk about The Office from the UK and the USA. We'll show off our kung fu for Chuck and we'll debate whether saving the cheerleader actually saved the world by looking at all iterations of heroes. By the way, did you know that CPU also from time to time goes live? We've been live from bunkers, comedy shows, comic cons, and game stores. Plus, we're planning more live appearances and other cool stuff. It's true, including in whatever we're calling these times. So make sure you like or follow us at our Facebook page, our Twitter at CPU Podcast, our Instagram at Couch Potatoes Unite, or subscribe to our website, 
Kate YouTube channel, Apple iTunes channel, Stitcher Radio channel, or find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. In the meantime, if you don't hear a show in this podcast format, fellow panels and I still write reviews, and we always seek new panelists, so if you have any interest in joining the discussion, say hello by finding us at any of the outlets I've mentioned. At the very least, stop by and leave us a thumbs up, comment, or review. We like feedback, just don't obliterate us in our world simply because you're bored. Who do you think you are, Chuck? Today, we're around the water cooler because our long-standing panel of supernatural monster hunters, angels, demons, reapers, and cosmic dicks, they get to tell you which of these they are, namely Nick, Kels, Jeremy, Jen K, and Jen S, have gathered together one final time to take a look back one final time at Departed Science Fiction Fantasy Horror Series Supernatural, which aired for 15 total seasons from 2005 to 2020 on the WB and later the CW. If you aren't already aware, from time to time, CPU chooses shows of all types, but usually have some fame or notoriety to reminisce about and to consider whether or not they age gracefully, like Sam with his low-cholesterol-supporting salads, or don't hold up as well, like Dean with his high-cholesterol-causing love of pie and most meat, and a bevy of fried food and general dangerous line of work. As such, this is another chapter of our Looking Back podcast episodes where we review a show that has been gone, either by natural under cancellation, for some time. And today we're reflecting upon Supernatural in an episode that represents the second of our two-part goodbye miniseries in which we salute the end of our watch of one of the most important cultural touchstones in TV history, at least from a cult perspective, for better or for worse. To remind the listener, a final time, and if you didn't already know, Supernatural is an American dark fantasy television series created by Eric Kripke. It was first broadcast on September 13, 2005 on the WB and subsequently became part of successor The CW's lineup, starring Jared Padalecki as Sam Winchester and Jensen Ackles as Dean Winchester. The series follows the two brothers as they hunt demons, ghosts, monsters, and other supernatural beings. The series is produced by Warner Brothers Television in association with Wonderland Sound and Vision. For now, our trusty group of supernatural stalwarts has returned, ready to wax philosophic about the entity known as Supernatural, now that the gates of heaven and hell are closed and set to rights with the end of this long-running series. Ready as we always are to hit the road in our trusty 67 Chevy Impala named Baby and to get started. It should, as always, be noted that all of our panelists have watched all episodes of Supernatural, they have, you know, And we'll, let's face it, discuss sensitive plot points. Some highly sensitive, if this is your first time listening. So for those of you who are not caught up on Supernatural, first of all, get on that. Second of all, listen at your own risk, as there are going to be major spoilers. Welcome back, panel! How are you? Long time no see. Hey! Hello! Are you ready to look back now at all 15 seasons of Supernatural? Yeah. Uh, as ready as yes. I'll ever be. Can we skip certain seasons? I mean, <laughs> we will definitely discuss What seasons that. are you talking about? I know. <laughs> Shut it. I don't the think ones that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can totally skip them because we have to acknowledge that they exist before we acknowledge they don't. But we'll get there. We're going to start with our looking back questions. So this is an unusual, a little bit of an unusual format. I have done this for other Goodbye miniseries. We're doing it this one. We all know you've watched all 15 seasons. I'm going to ask you to basically start. We're going to do the two answers like we do in Looking Backs, but what I've done here is provided our very first iteration of the supernatural character question from when we started this panel 
however many years ago. What I'd like you to do is rate your interest when you started watching Supernatural, period. How did you feel about it when you first started watching it? And then we'll ask you to rate how you felt at the end, which could be the same as your last answer for season 15B. You'll be using that question. I will remind you of that character question when we get there. First of all, think how you felt when you first started watching Supernatural at the beginning along this character question, which was our very first Supernatural character question. Did you watch it because hunting is your life and or because you love the show, hunting and or the show about hunting? For you, it's keep grinding until the end or until you die. Also, you're really into Baby, the Impala, most fried meats, the awesome use of classic rock, and pie or you watch it because your brother watches it, like Dean Winchester, and then in parentheses I put you're a Dean fan or a fan girl, depending upon who you, you know, whatever you want, or fanboy or fan, you know, they, whatever you want. <laughs> fan they. Fan person? Fan person. Fan <laughs> person works. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I was looking for the noun. It came out with the pronoun. Okay. Did you watch it because you were reluctantly convinced to watch the show about the lives of two brothers demon hunting, but now you can't imagine your life without the show or demon hunting. Also, you're deeply concerned by the moral implications of what the brothers do and the inherent good and evil impulses of humans, the beings you hunt, angels and demons. Or you watch it because your brother watches it, like Sam Winchester, or because you're a Sam fan, insert noun. Do you watch it because your best friend watches it and or because your best friend is deeply committed to hunting and even though you shouldn't really be involved with his or her actions or decisions, you trust your best friend's judgment and moral center. Also, you don't have the greatest decision-making track record yourself despite the fact that you're such an angel like Castiel or because you are a Cass fan of some sort. Or do you watch it because you like to keep your friends close but your enemies closer and even though you might be the king of hell, you tend to bore easily and the show clearly entertains you on some level. You at least seem to care about the main characters more than you should. Plus, you enjoy referring to Sam and Dean as Moose and Squirrel, like Crowley. This is how you felt starting your watch of Supernatural from the very beginning. Who would like to start? This is the introduction part of this episode. I what is your name? I believe. Oh, this is Jenna S. Hi, Jenna S. I I believe I've been a dean from the get go because I had a tie with Jensel Ackles because he was on Days of Our Lives, a soap opera that I watched pretty religiously. <laughs> like I was a big fan of that soap opera, and so he was on that, and I followed him. You know, he was so young growing up on that, and. So when I picked up this show, which I did have a hard time getting into, but he was one that I kept trying and, you know, I ended up sticking because of the, of the actor. So I know I've been Dean. I'm, I think I might have been Sam. I'm, I'm pulling. I don't know. <laughs> so when... So your very first reaction upon watching the first episode. Yeah. Especially I think I was Dean and Sam. Okay, fair enough. Welcome back, Jenness. Thank you. Okay, I'll go next. Okay. Okay. What is your name? I'm Kels. Hi, Kels. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> so even though I'm a Cass fan, I do believe that my first episode I was Dean because I loved the show so much i think that the character description the description of dean fits the way i felt about the show better at okay. the very beginning okay 
Welcome back, Kels. Thank you. I'm Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi. Hi. I believe I've been a Sam all along. I did not start watching the show. I don't even think I knew it existed when it first came out. And I feel like plenty of seasons were already out, and I needed to be not strongly convinced. I don't think it took much, but it needed to at least be recommended to me. And I was a little iffy at the beginning if this show that started out on the WB was... I fit the audience they were trying to reach, but its overlap with the X-Files was strong enough that I kept watching. Okay, welcome back, Nick. I'm Jen Kay. Hi, Jen Kay. Hi. I think when I started off, I was Sam. So I think I started watching when season five might have ended, and I was just watching it on reruns. But then as soon as season six premiered, I was just watching it every single week after I caught up with it, and I just kept watching it on a weekly basis whenever there was new episodes. Welcome back, Jen K. Best for last, I'm Jeremy. You're not last. Hi, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, oops, that's right. <laughs> but you're right, I... best for last. <laughs> <laughs> well, you spoiled it, because that means you're next. I started watching the show, and I was definitely a dean, because I probably told the story before, but I bought season one DVD and watched three episodes and then ran back to the store and bought the next two seasons that were out. And then over the course of the entire show, I stayed a Dean for most of it, but fluctuated between Sam's and some casts here and there. Welcome back, Jeremy. And of course, my name is Kylie. I have moderated and participated on this panel all along, as is most often the case. When I watched the first episode, which so we've told this story, I know I've told this story when we started this panel, I watched this live. I knew it was coming on. There was lots of reports about it. I knew that a bunch of people from the X-Files were involved. Jensen Ackles, who had just been on Smallville, not in a super likable character on Smallville, but he was like good looking there too. You know, he was going to be on it. And I thought, and plus it was, it had an X-Files like motif without it being aliens. It was, it was still like all the other horror stuff. I watched the pilot live within the first five minutes when Mary Winchester gets sucked up and started on fire as she's dangling from the ceiling I pretty much was hooked for life. There was just no way around. I, I said, what the hell is this show? And I don't know what's happening, but I must know. And so to that end, I have been Dean pretty much the entire time. Has the show floundered? Yes. But from the very beginning, definitely a Dean. Now, let me ask you, and you can tell me if this is the same for your season 15B answer or not. How did you feel at the end? Because the Dean definition really didn't change much. The Sam definition really didn't change much. The Castiel definition really didn't change much. And I substituted Jack in for Crowley. How would you feel by the end and or is it the same as your season 15B reaction? Everybody must answer. Mine's the same. As your season 15B answer? Yes. So you are Sam all the way through. Mine is the same. So you Dean. are Dean and Sam or Dean? Just Dean. Okay. I think I went down to Castiel. That was your season 15B answer? Yeah. And that's where you're staying? Yep. Okay. I had the same as Jen K. You did. And you're staying there as well? Yes. Okay. We are nothing if not consistent. Was the... Okay. Was the question, what was our season 15B answer? Or is the question, what is our overall answer? What like your, by the end. What is your overall answer? And basically I gave the prompt, is it the same as your season 15B? Got you. Mm -hmm. My overall answer, I think, is actually Castiel. I think I, 
I kind of, I was like really gung-ho into this show until season five. And then after that, there were certain seasons that grabbed me more than others. But I'm a, I'm a completionist. And also, you know, I, w- I was like you. I knew about the pilot and I watched it live. And so I just feel very invested in the show and the characters. And so I, I watched it. So I felt invested and compelled. I think there was something like that in, in the ending Castiel description and so I stuck with it because of that and also because I did want to know what ended up happening but I don't think I was quite at Dean level excitement overall it was also I think there was something in the in the season 15b description for Castiel that was like you don't like to admit that you like it as much as you do or something like that and so I think let me read that one Yeah, can you read it? Yeah. So it goes, you watch it because your best friend watches it and or because your best friend is deeply committed to hunting. And even though you shouldn't really be involved with their actions or decisions, you trust your best friend's judgment and moral center. You're basically along for the supernatural ride, as bumpy as it is sometimes, and with your best friend, though you secretly enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm along for the bumpy ride. I secretly enjoy it, but I'm not like, I'm not as ride or die as I was when I first started watching it. Although, if you'll recall, my season 15B rating was also that I was Dean. So I did end up in a very good place as well. I just think overall, the arc. Your average is Castiel. My average is Castiel, which is also my favorite character, so not too shabby. All right. Thanks, Kels. Yeah, and let's not be surprised or shocked when I answer that I'm still Dean. Do I think the show is perfect? No. Do I think it did everything right? No. Do I think that a lot of things could have been done better at some points, especially some, as Jeremy called them, the seasons that shall not be named? Absolutely. But what it really boils down to is that this show was a great ride. A great, great ride. And despite the fact that I have undying love for Jensen and will follow him to whatever show he does, just saying it, I I don't regret a single hour of watching this show. And I plan to rewatch all, as Jen S has done, which we'll be talking, we'll talk about in a minute. I plan to rewatch all 15 seasons myself. I think it would be an interesting exercise. It's something I've never done. I've never gone back and rewatched any of it. I'd be curious to see how I react to especially those early seasons so far after I actually watched them the first time. But I I think the show did a lot of things that a lot of other shows hadn't done. I think it did some things that other shows had done and did them really well with so few characters which is kind of novel for a show like this. I mean, some other shows tend to rotate rotate characters in and out to keep them fresh. This did that, but you still had... You lived with these two main characters and then Castiel, basically, for season upon season. Like, there's literally nothing any of us can say we don't know about Dean and Sam Winchester and Angel Castiel. And so to that end, I think that's really unique in television, and I'm still a dean. Am I biased? Maybe a little. I don't care. 
We'll talk about it. It's fine. But now we're going to be looking back. So we've already covered season 15B. We've been covering this. The reason why we're looking back, first of all, I should start with this piece, is that we as a podcast have not covered Supernatural since the beginning. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. When I started this podcast, we picked up some shows that were already in progress. Supernatural was one of them. So we didn't actually, t I think we started in season eight. That's how long we've been covering Supernatural. We did not talk about seasons one through seven, including Leviathan, although many things have been mentioned, callbacks and references throughout all of our many recordings together. Now we're actually going to take the time to do that, to look back, to think through, to talk about the things. What I actually would like to do, it's not one of the built-in talking points, but because Jen S., you mentioned the fact that, so, we, you know, life has happened and COVID has happened and... Some of these episodes have kind of had to be worked in around stuff. But so in the meantime, Jen S. went back and did what I said I was just going to do a minute ago, which was rewatch all 15 seasons at how many weeks, you said? Like six weeks. Okay. So I think yeah. if you'd be willing to, please. <laughs> My brain's exploding. <laughs> <laughs> If you would, please take some time to tell us about that experience. And I think that's where we'll it, start. I recommend, I recommend you do it. It's, it is, it made me love the show series even more. I know that I had a hard time getting into that first season, but after rewatching it, I don't understand why. And I don't know why, if it's because I've, you know, been through all the other seasons and I'm coming back to the beginning that, you know, that starting how, you know, remembering how they got their start and all of that. It just made me love it even more. So I, I don't understand why I had a hard time. Maybe I had things going on in life. Maybe I was doing a lot of theater and I just, it wasn't my thing right then in 2000. Well, by the time I got to, I think there was two seasons already done. So I think it was 2007, 2008 when I first started watching it. But now it, it's just made me love it even more. And I will probably in about three or four years watch it all over again because this is not the first time I've done this with TV shows. I've rewatched Buffy twice. I've rewatched Desperate Housewives twice. So it's, it's a show, <laughs> you know, but this one I can see myself watching again down years down the road. But you do pick up on things like, you know, in 2005, maybe their sound effects wasn't the greatest. I never noticed it when I watched it back then, but their sound effects was very funny at some of the stuff. It's just, you'll see if you go back and watch it. Yeah, it was, but it's definitely worth watching again. Is anyone besides Jen and my intention to do so, is anyone else going to go back and rewatch it? I would like to because I know they there's things that they would call back to and I wouldn't even remember, but they gave you a previously on, even though it was multiple seasons. And I have such a strong memory of the first five seasons being so good that I'd like to revisit it because it's been so long. Now, I don't know when I'm going to watch 15 seasons of a show, but someday I'll have time again. <laughs> well, season three is really short. <laughs> There's only 13 episodes in that season. Oh, yeah. Season three. Yeah. Was I was like way back in the day when they had the writer's strike. Yeah, it was the writer's strike oh, yeah. season. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. Which <laughs> is okay because that was Hellhound season, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a strong. Also, Joe and Ellen season. That was, I believe, three. I thought that was two. I think they were in three. It might have started at the end of two. Yeah. I, I noticed that a lot of times things, when they introduce new characters, they'll start at the end of one season and bring them in through an, either 
strong the next season or here and there through the next season. I know season two had the episode with H.H. H. Holmes's ghost and she was in that one. And that's when they kind of like had their falling out. Yeah, I can't remember. I know that. So I've been... <laughs> I've been forcing my wife to rewatch this show with me because she's never seen it. And she's actually one of the, she's was very against watching the show at first because of the notorious way that the female characters are treated on the show. But I was like, but I love this show. So you should watch it anyway, because it's really good. And so I talked her into watching it with me, but we only watch it occasionally. We haven't gotten into like, a habit of watching it regularly, which if I were to go back and watch it, I would want to do because I have a terrible memory and I haven't retained anything. But we are on the season that Joe and Ellen are in right now. And I want to say it's season three, but they may have, you may be right. They may have been introduced at the end of season two because I was like, see, they're really cool. And and then she was like, yeah, well, do they die? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) which Celine will know it means yes (laughs) so I was like well everyone dies on Supernatural it doesn't mean they don't come back oh why would you just as I'm crying because you know how I feel about that and they never come back (laughs) like the two characters that never come back I'm not salty about it it's fine (laughs) Jen (laughs) Kater Yeah, I'm just brushing past that. Jen K or Jeremy. <laughs> I think it was a year or two ago. I was rewatching some episodes just from a list where it's like the top rank four episodes of Supernatural. So I watched that for Halloween. I don't know how many times I've watched it because it's been like a few times, but I love the Scooby-Doo mashup's not the right word, but the one where they get trapped in a Scooby-Doo cartoon. That one's probably one of my favorites just because I grew up with Scooby-Doo. But if I do end up rewatching it, I'd probably just go with seasons one through five because I think those are like the best of the best for Supernatural and there's a lot to rewatch. So I would rather just stick with the first five seasons that I know I'm going to like and remember a lot of stuff. Jeremy? I feel like I should just result, resort to my answer always being, and I'm just like Jen K. Because <laughs> it is 15 seasons at 22, 23 episodes a season is too much of a time commitment as much as I love the seasons. And I know one through five is great. And I would probably do that as well, honestly. So that's a good foundational place, I think, for looking back at this. Now, we've already kind of talked in many of our recap episodes about things we've loved and things we don't. What I want you to kind of do at this point is soar to the thousand foot level you're now looking at all 15 seasons of this gargantuan series think about the things you loved the best and the things you liked the least what were they well just from my point of view the things i liked the best was i thought they did a really good job with reoccurring characters for the most part in picking out the ones that we really liked and keeping them as reoccurring characters and then kind of letting other characters drop by the waypoint that we did not like as much like a ruby for example well okay that one's a different one because i did like ruby actually i'm thinking more of um, marrying jared (laughs) felicia day That's that's the best example right there. And Crowley making him a, a major character. And actually, Cass was never supposed to be a major character in the show, and they made him a major character. So sometimes they dropped a storyline here or there that we would want more information about. Sometimes they did bring it back, but it was a long time. I think the biggest one was their half brother 
Adam was just locked in the cage and they didn't seem to care at all. <laughs> like that is almost a mistake that it's like a writer mistake, but when you really think about it, it almost takes away from the characters. Like, oh, that's your family. And that's what the show is about. You can't just do nothing with it, not even think about it. So that, like I said, for the most part, they didn't do that too often. But every once in a while, I was like, oh, you introduced a thing and then forgot about it for years or altogether. I mean, he eventually came back. It just took 10 seasons. Too long. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really long time. I think, think too, that that's one of the things that kind of got lost in that transition between, like, Eric Kripke and the new writers and and showrunners. And that, I I think that was a big flaw, actually, because that that is a huge... Yeah, like for foray away from, especially I think Sam's character, but well, no, Dean too because he's so family oriented and and yeah, yeah. It just I don't know. I'm just saying yeah a lot about exactly what Nick just said. <laughs> so you agree? I agree. Right. I concur. Okay. <laughs> After this, can I ask Jen a question? Because uh, yes. Jen Jen asks because oh. I have a question. Sure, before, after this, Jen K, do you have a comment? So I think for what they did well, just pulling all the different, like, creatures and sources, I guess, for mythology, not just with Christianity, but, like, they pulled a little bit with Norse. I think they did some stuff with, I can't remember the specific one, but, like, I think they did some stuff with, like, voodoo or, like, jinns and stuff like that. So, like, they they did a good job of introducing other stuff, and even when they were using stuff with, like, Christianity, it still wasn't, like, too preachy at the same time. I will concur with that. I Over 15 seasons, it really gave them the leg room to explore every mythological, theological, otherogical source that they could to mine for monsters, allies, etc. But also while keeping the spin original, particularly with Heaven and Hell. It wasn't your typical cookie-cutter Heaven and Hell. Angels had flaws, demons had positive attributes. It just depended upon the circumstances of the time. It really questioned the fallibility of pieces, so I actually think a lot of really diehard Christians probably don't watch this show. <laughs> Because it really drives against some of the the fundaments of it, but that's okay. I think for the story they were building upon, there there was a lot of, I'm not, I'm not going to say original, they adapted it, but they had a lot of room to explore all these different things and not lose. They even did like, one of my most favorite characters throughout the entire series was Archangel Gabriel, which we other not otherwise known to be the trickster god, right? He comes in as the trickster is how we first meet him. And I just find him delightful. Richard Spate Jr. actually ended up directing a ton of episodes throughout the series. And the fact that they were able to tie all of those together was really delightful. And that the fact that he was sprinkled in throughout most of the seasons, even by reference, was also delightful. Kels, you had a question for Jen S. I do. Here's my question. So... Over this entire, like, however long we've been doing, we've been meeting this podcast, we keep talking about how great seasons one through five are. And since you just watched the whole thing, I want to know if you, if that holds up, like if you think that seasons one through five are still like the best and everything else was meh. I think they're the best. I Seasons nine, eight and nine are pretty good. Like, 
right there with them. And I mean, like my favorite seasons is probably three and four. But so, yeah, so thematically, I, I, yeah, thematically, seasons three is Hellhound. Season four is the Seals of Lilith. Season yeah. eight is when the angel possesses Sam, and season nine is after the angels fall to Earth. Okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. Cool. I was just wondering, because I was like, am I just feeling really nostalgic for one through five? I mean, I've watched now one through part of three, I think. But like I said, not in succession. And so I just was curious. Part of what I remember about that overall is it seemed like they had a plan for the first five seasons. And then after that, it was, okay, here's an idea. Let's run with it. Hopefully it's good. And they, and it either was or wasn't to varying degrees. And I think no matter how good any seasons after that felt, that chunk definitely felt like this could have been its own show and it could have ended there and we would have been happy with that. I do think we also got into that cycle of the world's going to end, one of the brothers is going to die, oh, it didn't happen, we fixed everything, oh no, it unleashed something worse. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. cycle yeah. definitely yeah. happens too, which had to if we were going to keep watching this show. I don't know what else you do. Right, like once you're fighting demons and angels and the devil, like where do you go from there for the big bad? Um, the empty, God's sister. Uh, the Leviathan. The Leviathan. <laughs> it's important to note, I so I think, Nick, what you just said is very important. Eric Kripke was the show's creator and the showrunner for the first five seasons. So that story is something he had had mapped out. As long as the network was going to renew the show, this was the story, and he built up to it on purpose, knowing that the show had that kind of it's going to be renewed or it's not going to be renewed kind of premise. And ended up being much more popular than the network expected, so then he just had full steam ahead to do the five seasons. But then he left. He went off to do some other show. He's like, I'm, I did my story. <laughs> I'm done Supernatural. But by that time, the show was firing on all cylinders, rating ratings wise and the CW was new and they needed content and so you know who the next showrunner was Sarah Gamble the creator of the magicians <laughs> who had the reins for the next couple of seasons and then there were two more groups of so showrunners I believe for 8 through 11 and then for 12 through 15 but don't quote me on that I'd have to research it so there's been a rotation. Usually the showrunners are people that had already been writing on the show, but there was definitely a rotation as these seasons progressed. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew that about about one through five and, you know, Eric Kripke and, and why that was so cohesive. But yeah, I think that it's an interesting point that, that Nick made about the fact that it's like apocalypse after apocalypse. And I think that that was part of why I started to get so worn out on the show and, and why it brought me down from like a Dean to a cast was because it was like, okay, this is, it's the same storyline essentially and recycled and just like fitting in different elements, you know, it's like a Mad Lib and, and that got exhausting but still fun because all of my friends were there, you know, all my characters that I love and the world that I've I've seen built. But I, th I think that was a frustrating flaw in the show for me to watch once once we got past season five. Jen S. has mentioned Buffy, which Buffy, as several of you know, Nick certainly does, 
probably all of you do, that is in my top three shows. Buffy, sometimes I say it's my favorite. It just kind of depends on the day, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer is one of my all-time favorite shows. And that one was only seven seasons, but in the seven seasons, there are precisely three apocalypses. So when we're talking about the circulation of apocalypse or whatever the plural is, that part didn't bother me about Supernatural. In many ways, what drove me... I mean, besides Jensen, what drove me watching this show was sort of the curiosity about how they would manage to stretch it, manage to make it longer, manage to find more stuff to keep that story interesting, despite the fact that... But then, Kelsey raised a very good point, and it's something that echoed something I already said earlier, which is the unprecedented length of this show, coupled with the fact that it has a very small number of main characters means you end up learning so much. These could be three-dimensional people. There could be a Sam and Dean Winchester out there somewhere. We know so much about them. And they were, in many ways, comforting to watch. I mean, regardless of what was happening to them or to the world, again, they were comforting to watch because you would knew, you knew they would come through and save the day. And that's what they were there for. It's kind of that same old... It almost had that comfort level of an an old-style sitcom, especially when they try to do humor, meeting the the genre that we love so much, which is what makes it culty. And so I did not get apocalypse fatigue, as you as it were, because I think for me that's what comes with the genre. I'm not going to say that they were all great apocalypses, but like if we're talking, so one of the questions I have is to ask you what your favorite seasons were and what your least favorite seasons were, which I think in Supernatural is actually kind of an easy, not, not always can we say this is the great season and this they all blur together blah 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 i don't think we can say that as much about supernatural because there's very clear storylines even if there are repeated apocalypses even though there are repeated formulae you know that there are story arcs that are attributable to each of the 15 seasons so for me aside from well i'll tell you my favorite seasons are four five and eleven quite honestly. Four being the Seals of Lilith, five being Lucifer versus Michael and, and the possession of the brothers, and then 11 is when Amara comes through because I thought that one was pretty pretty compelling. My least favorite was six and seven, Sola Sam and the Leviathan. That was the low point on the series. Sorry, Sarah Gamble, you did nothing for me. <laughs> what about... Well, and maybe this wasn't a big, big enough chunk of the season because it's hard for me to remember. But when Lucifer was in that rock star's body, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Rick Springfield. That was season yeah. twelve. Yeah. That was twelve. 12. Yeah, the the overall arc of that one was Mary Winchester was back. See, I remember liking Mary being back. Yeah, yeah it was I was hard gonna, for me to. I was going to say that I think season twelve was one that I liked. I think I liked. I know season four is my favorite. That's when um, Castiel comes. Yes. yes. <laughs> so season season four has always been my favorite. I did like season 11, and I think I wanted to instinctually say season 12. That's I why I'm season. My favorite was season two. I think, like, I did watch it kind of out of order since it was in syndication for, I think it was TNT when I was watching it. So, like, that was really the first season I had that I watched it. And luckily, at least with season two, I was still able to catch up on a lot of things that 
might have been lost to me if I started at a different point in the series. And season two is when Sam was manifesting his Azazel powers, the actual powers when he actually had them, not the references that came after that multiple times. Or the weird point where he was like drinking demon blood to get stronger. Correct. All of that. Yeah, so I guess it's, it's hard for me. I think from what I could remember, you know, the first, it sounds like three and three and four, but that first five, first chunk of five seasons would be the highest point, and then the Leviathans being the lowest point. And but I really, that, man, everything after that being a plateau. I, I guess a blur to the memory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeremy. My, I'm just gonna skip right to my least favorite is Leviathan. We all I, know. I, this. I think that's consensus. Jen S, would you agree? You just rewatched it. Yeah. So I actually was dreading <laughs> season seven. When I was rewatching it, I was like, oh, I have to rewatch that whole... Maybe I can just skip over it. But there's a lot of other things. Right now, I can't tell you because I think my brain is tired. But there were... I remember there were things... Watching it the second time, there was more things in it that I didn't realize was in that season. Besides the Le- Leviathan. Because when before I watched it, rewatched it the second time, all I could think of was the Leviathan. That's all we remember. But when you actually you watch it again, there's other things that happen that I thought happened in season six or season eight or five or whatever happened in seven and it wasn't as bad it wasn't as bad as what I thought it was going to be it's still my least favorite I still don't didn't care for season six and seven both I didn't really I mean season seven seven is also when Dean is in purgatory he meets Benny the vampire and there's quite a few notable monsters of the week but also Cass is trying to take over hell too. I mean, it's just a mess that season. That season is. is a hot is. mess. <laughs> so Jeremy, season seven is your by, and we all agree by bar none, the least favorite. What are your favorite seasons? I'm going to go with Kylie's answers of the day four and five as well. Four was actually one of my favorite seasons of all time, just because the setup for season five that took place in four was just amazing in my mind. And the whole intrigue around the seals of Lilith there was so much mystery there, and you just, you, you were like, what does this mean? What happens if they break all these seals? And the, the fact that angels were introduced via Cass that season, and the way Cass appears, which Kels has talked about a couple of times on this podcast. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's even better favorite. watching it the second time. It was far better than I had thought, remembered it. Just uh, appearing there with those wings in the background, kind of shadow, and he's all glowy. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We answered your question. I know. That's why I said (laughs) K. You think this is my first rodeo, Nicholas? I know we spent some time talking about the series finale in our last episode, but now I have to ask you this question, which is part of our looking backs. Was it a proper send-off for our characters? Why or why not? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yes! Oh, shoot! Kels had a stinker face, and I was like, oh, no, they're going to say something. (laughs) No, it's just because I, I already said that I felt like we didn't need the very last episode, but it... I mean, if we're going to do it, then yeah, it was. I think I think it was a really good send-off. I, it literally left nothing to the imagination. <laughs> Which is, if you listen to the previous episode in our miniseries, was Kelsa's major beef with the whole thing to begin with. However, this is not a leaving-it-to-the-imagination kind of show. 
<laughs> I guess it's not. I guess it's not. It just really felt like, please hold my hand and walk me across the street. And this the Disney ending that we all needed. Like, that's what it was. Look, I liked it. <laughs> I think it was proper. I think it was the rare occasion where, yes, they had to give us the love letter or I would have cried. I would have cried in a different manner in the way I which I actually cried, which was filled with emotions and feelings as opposed to anger and frustration. I think I'm broken. I usually can't tell the difference. So <laughs> probably was fine either way. We do not have time on this podcast to sort that. Oh, no, we're not processing that trauma okay, right great. now. Let's keep going. <laughs> I'd say I I think it could have ended differently or like I think how they got to how they got to the destination I think it made sense the journey of how they got there I think that could have been better because I think how they killed off Dean we mentioned it before I think it could have been a little bit more epic I think the montage of Sam look or getting older and aging not as realistic as it could have been but I think for how they ended up and actually being able to have some sort of fulfilled afterlife I guess and like that they're together even in the afterlife I think that was a good ending for both of them Jeremy do you want to sign off on Jen K's answer you want to steal it too a a little bit but I also want to point out that I don't think I could have thought up a better ending for it that would have been more well received by more fans yeah that's the other thing too is like oh well myself was like I don't like how this ended but I don't know how else we could could have had him get killed off or how it could have ended otherwise so a lot of it is like could have been what if but I don't know what that would have been. Okay, the one thing I didn't like was I just really wish they hadn't used Eileen as a plot point and that Sam could have ended up with Eileen instead. I'm going to throw that in there. That was one beef I did have too with the finale is that we don't actually know who Sam's wife is. I wish we would have gotten to figure out who that was, especially if it was a recurring character that either if it was Eileen or someone we might not have met for like a long time. Yeah, I think the assumption was that it was not someone we knew. But I don't know. Yeah, that was not, that was left to the imagination. There you Plot go! Twist. He's crazy. He's in an insane asylum, and that's not really what happened. No, because that was on. <laughs> they did that in Buffy. season, what, eight, nine? Five, I thought. Five. Or like, oh no, that's when they go undercover in the asylum. Uh, or maybe it's. The, the, the whole thing no really ended in the asylum. And. <laughs> No. It was all Bob Newhart's dream. <laughs> well, that's a throwback. <laughs> Hashtag throwback. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say that, actually. So that was perfect. Jen S., in your 15-season rewatch marathon. Oh, I'm tired just thinking about it. Yes. <laughs> Do you think the ending was as good as it's going to get? Okay, so... For me, I didn't like the ending, actually, as they killed Dina, because I wanted them both to live and either, you know, get out of hunting or live, you know, get married, have kids, whatever, together. Or they could have prolonged it, like they could have killed him off like later. Like, we don't know how much time really passed by between the the end of God and then them getting back to their lives. I can't remember if it was actually mentioned in the episode or not, but it was five years. Oh, it was five years? Because I yeah. don't remember seeing that at all. I don't remember. I don't think I'm, they showed I'm, that well. Because I remember when I yeah. watched that, I felt like it would have been nice if they had more time together on Earth, where they were more at peace. And yeah, then, I don't, yeah, did they actually say that or flash the word five years later. Because I didn't. I don't remember seeing that at all. 
If they, I mean, I would be okay if they had done that. They, in other ways, yeah, saying, like if they I would have said was, five years later, and then they're hunting and saying uh, Dean dies, I wouldn't have as much of a problem. But it I just seemed too quick. It, but I don't remember when in the episode, or if it was in like a recap or something from like a review when I was like brushing up on the episodes. But I do remember that someone did disclose that it was five years in between. We do get. What are they at like the pie eating contest and stuff? So they do yeah. show us some nice moments yeah. there. And then I did feel like it seemed fast, like I would have wanted them to have more time. But then when you get to the end and they have eternity, then it like yeah. that worked out. Well, and even with it too, like how much are you going to show in between for that time? Right. Like how many right. episodes could you do? I think but I'm just point. biased because it's Jen- Jensen. I mean, I well, just, yeah. I'm in love with the that actor. Well, you know, I've just and I, been a big could have survived to be at the wedding. His brother's <laughs> yeah. wedding. Right. Aww. At least. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. Was, he was the bride side. No the they could have done a little montage and aged him a little bit and then yeah. killed him and then done yeah. more montage, like maybe. With Eye of the Tiger playing in the background because that is the <laughs> universal soundtrack of the montage. I am wearing oh. my Eye of the Tiger t-shirt. I know. <laughs> I mean, I thought, I was listeners sure. can't see, so I had to. Yeah. You know. I thought for sure they were going to play that song in the finale, but I'm glad that they played carry on wayward and not only did they play it that. they played the whole mm-hmm. thing yeah which i thought was so mm-hmm. kansas has had their day but they've never been like big time guys the fact that this has been the unofficial theme song has always been kind of delightful and has really pushed kansas back up into like hey people we made some songs so the fact that they actually did this whole whole song with all the montaging over mm-hmm. it, made me, I was crying. That song yeah, does not make me cry, but I was crying and crying through that. The cover thing. of that song that they played afterwards, too, that made me fall like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why, because I've never heard of that artist before, but I think just, like, how they paired it was really well. It was it was really pretty. It was a pretty cover. I really be. hope that Kansas is getting some sweet royalties. They better from be. Show. I'm sure they would be. I'm sure they I would. hope I they sign a good contract. Yeah. I think they actually, I can't, I mean, obviously you can't see it with the podcast, but I think they did like a final tweet, like when the series finale happened for the Supernatural fandom for that. Just saying, hey, thanks for keeping this song relevant and keeping us in the fandom, even though we're not entirely sure why. <laughs> Well, it's the per- it's the perfect song, obviously. That's why it's become the... Un- I mean, if you know yeah. the lyrics of the song and you kind of think through what the boys have been through, it's a- it's the perfect song. And it's those touches that make me think the finale is a, be- a really good finale. Sure, we can, you know, nitpick how much time has passed or Sam's makeup, which is apparently a sticking point, or <laughs> the fact that, you know, Dean and Sam didn't have as much time post all the fighting together as they as they did during it, but in essence, they hit all the right beats, and that's why I think it's proper. Could yeah. I have done it differently? I, I like what Jeremy said earlier. I don't know what else I would have done. It really kind of did everything I needed it to for everything that I had been through for so long. And I, I found the tweet, so I just posted it to the group. What does the tweet say, Jen K? So this was posted on November 19, 2020, the day of the series finale. The band Kansas wants to wish the entire cast, crew, and all of the Supernatural family 
as a hashtag. Well, and congratulations on tonight's series finale of Supernatural on the CW. The little show that could has had quite the run and created quite the legacy that continues to another tweak because they ran out of characters. Fences is honored to have been adopted as a small part of that family that includes incredibly loyal and passionate fans. Good luck to all and thank you, Eric Kripke. We are glad you heard Wayward Son on the jukebox all those years ago. Aww. Mm. Sweet. I love that. That makes me want to cry a little bit right now. Okay. Right? Just be emotional now. Do you think the show would hold up with the passage of time? Why or why not? Was it, oh boy, was it time for it to go? Would you have watched more seasons or should it have ended sooner? The best question for Supernatural. Everybody gets to answer. For me, I didn't need 15 seasons of it. What? (laughs) (laughs) And the real reason I don't think we needed 15, 20 episode seasons is because I do want to rewatch it. And if it was either fewer seasons or fewer episodes per season, it would have been a little bit would be easier to rewatch and I think we would have less not as good episodes so I was definitely fine with it ending at 15 if there was another season or two I of course would have watched it like each season is enjoyable but man there's so much content these days so do you think it should have ended sooner do I think it should have I can't say it should have if it did I wouldn't have been upset if it ended two or three seasons soon like if when i remember we were talking about season 13 coming up and uh, that unlucky number would be the end of it i would have been fine but knowing how popular it was and how strong the fan base is i don't think it should have ended season sooner but for me personally it could have and i would have been okay with it was that too wishy-washy you know what though i honestly even though i am a longtime fan of the show i agree with you I just, but I, I did get apocalypse fatigue. <laughs> so I think, That's yeah. the secret hashtag of the episode. Hashtag apocalypse fatigue. <laughs> I'm really good at making those. The best I have apocalypse fatigue in my real life right now. I do too. Fair, very fair. <laughs> yeah. That got um, dark. <laughs> bringing, it, bringing it back. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I agree. I think if it would have ended a little earlier, I probably, I think I probably would have been a little more upset, but not like shocked or, you know, heartbroken completely. And I I think that when I heard that it was ending, I wasn't, I wasn't upset. So I think it was a good time. If it were to have continued on, I would have kept watching, but I don't know what, I don't know if I would have felt even more burnt out. And if I would have, if it would have ended up, if I would have felt below a castiel i don't know that would have been so sad so i'm glad it ended when it did i'm of the opinion nowadays that no show needs to do more than 15 episodes in a season like i like a smaller season and then we can see it last longer without i don't know stretching to pull ideas and instead watching characters grow over time instead of forcing things because we have to hit this number i'd rather create the number of episodes that we have story to tell. I think luckily a lot of the primetime networks are realizing that too, since they don't have, at least before they were trying to stretch all the way to the 24, but now that some of them are coming like halfway through the normal like TV season, they don't have to have all 24, which is definitely helpful. The Marvel shows are really proving that on D- Disney Plus that it's like, oh, 
I would have been mad if a, season, a show I liked only did six episodes of a season, but they're so good that it's like, oh, that was right. That's what they should have done. Perfect. Hawkeye I just can't imagine for like the people that watch, like, what's it, NCIS that's, like, still going on, and, like, only two of the main cast are still there. Like, Woof. how are you putting up with this? Why is this still a thing? And it has, like, three or four spinoffs. That's true of a lot of crime procedural, and not just NCIS. You have laws and orders. You have CSIs. Oh, yeah. You have FBIs. You have, I mean, there's 911s. There's a million of them. That's a whole other genre, though. I personally think that this show would hold up. I think they purposefully made Dean sort of an out-of-time character to make that easier for longevity. Would I have watched more seasons? Yes. <laughs> Do I think it needed more seasons? No. Do I think it needed less seasons? I can't say that because we didn't have less seasons. I wasn't mad at it by the time it was done. I mean, I can tell you there are shows like, for example, Kals came up for this secret hashtag, yeeted into the void for chilling adventures of Sabrina, because that really <clears throat> should have just ended after like the first eight episodes. <laughs> So some shows yeah. are like that, you know. I, I think Supernatural was quality, consistently quality, as opposed to other shows. It may not have been consistently quality, its own quality, throughout all 15 of its seasons. But, you know, I think they found the spot. They ended it. It probably would have been stretching it to go on more. But I wasn't mad at it, mad at it either, and I think it would hold up. There, there's not mm -hmm. a lot of pop culture references that are married to the year in which the episodes are made, which helps that. Like the only thing really is just like, especially watching in the beginning too, where you see the technology before, like they had smartphones and stuff. Like it would age like that, but otherwise, in terms of like content itself, I don't think it would age. Like I think people could still watch it and enjoy it without it feeling like super dated. It's the same experience watching the X-Files. Let's just be real. You see the phones they're using in those early episodes? They're practically the length of your arm. Just saying. Any other thoughts on that question? I've got quietudes in two corners of my screen. I <laughs> will just point out that I think it could have ended a few seasons earlier in a different way if they would have chopped out, for instance, season seven. And also, if they would have chopped out a couple seasons, maybe they could have focused more on a spinoff or, you know something a spinoff like the wayward sisters or something else oh i was gonna say something else but wayward sisters was never gonna catch my attention that's mm -hmm. why i asked what spinoff would have caught your attention i wanted to see something about the with the men of letters maybe Ooh. it would I have been a they... good version of like the librarians <laughs> okay <laughs> i think there was one other spinoff they tried to do before wayward sisters where it took place in chicago but that one like didn't even make it I don't know if they even did like a backdoor pilot or made it to a pilot. They didn't. It was just a concept they discussed. I don't even okay. remember what it was. Yeah. If if they were going to do a spinoff of Supernatural, I kind of would want to see... I don't think I would need it to be a whole series, but I think it would be fun for them to do a special where it was like the beginning of creation featuring God, the four archangels with the actors who've been playing them, and then how this world got created, I think that would be really good bonus content. And then plus you'd get to bring back all those people, which were very good, fun people to watch. It sounds like you're describing a Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman kind of thing. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Yes. Nothing. Yes. There you go. Get them to write it. 
Oh, wait, he uh, can't. Terry Pratchett can't. <laughs> I know, I've just remembered. <laughs> but Neil's still around and he writes for TV. Get him to write it. I mean, if we write to him on Tumblr, he might. Okay, that is your assignment. I'll tell my wife to do it. She uses Tumblr. I was like, I, I think I might have once tried to start a Tumblr and that was the extent of it. I feel like I technically have a Tumblr, but I only go on there every like six months because my wife sends me things and then I go, oh, you sent me things. Yeah, I, I think that's how like the supernatural fandom like really like I don't say got its start, but like really found its like community and like its popularity was through Tumblr. Not that's just a lot of there, fandoms. but there's a lot of fandoms on Tumblr. Supernatural has more broad scope when it comes to your social media and other platforms. So I wouldn't just sit it right on Tumblr, but Tumblr has the format where those fandoms can connect a little bit more easily and a little bit more image content. You know, but I'm I'm horribly mm-hmm. hip and uncool, and I don't do these newfangled things like TikToks and Snapchats, and God, I can't even handle it. I'm old. I don't want to know. R.I.P. Vine. Ah! Oh, Vine. <laughs> Vine walked. So TikTok, what was it? Could fly. I don't even remember what the phrasing is yeah. for. No, that like, is it. Yeah. I uh, tried to explain to my nine-year-old what vine was and she just said why <laughs> so that you could have like, tiktok now <laughs> that's what I said. like be grateful exactly i remember anyway, that's not related segue, to the i remember we had vine for like the couple months before it like went to the graveyard for social media and oh my god it was like the hardest time trying to manage it for like a professional account and i am so glad it died like i appreciated watching it for the stuff but managing it royally sucked Jan K has feelings. If you were a Vine fan, sorry. But tweet at us, CPU Podcast. Tell us if you miss Vine. I don't know how that relates <laughs> hey, to Hey, I work in social media. I'm a, I need to have these opinions at least to make my job. <laughs> so who are your favorite characters, least favorite characters? Favorite plot points, least favorite plot points. We got to do this stuff or we'll never get through this episode. <laughs> my favorite characters are Castiel and Jack. Dean and Sam. Dean, Sam. Dean, Castiel, and Jack. Oh, probably should also mention Crowley, too. I'm not going to mention Crowley. <laughs> <laughs> I like Crowley and Rowena. There's your spinoff. You would. That's that would true. be cool. I don't like Crowley, but I would watch that spinoff. There should be a prequel of that mess. That would be fun. <laughs> I um, like for... Rowena and Cass myself. Yeah, I'm going to put Cass in there because I do. But so, he frustrates me with his decisions. Like when he tries to take over hell. That gets me yeah, mad. That was weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I like the brothers personally. I was just going to say that I really don't think that his decision to take over hell was very, like, on brand and on, in character for him. No, I know. And I think it was poor writing. So you've chosen to ignore it. I can't, man. <laughs> I can't. I get it. <laughs> what was your favorite plot arc? Or that could probably go a season. Maybe that doesn't matter. I don't know. Yeah, I think... I mean, I don't know. For me, it's season-related, so I'm just going to stick with the seasons I said. All right. For me, I think general plot, at least for season two, where they're trying to take down a yellow-eyed demon. 
Azazel. Or Azazel. Mm-hmm. And then also season five, I thought it was really cool how they introduced the four horsemen of the apocalypse. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to say. I did like the four horsemen. Or wait, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I wish they did a little bit more with them. Like, you could have almost done a season for each horseman. I, horse person. agree. I agree. Well, it also was very curious to me that, first of all, we spent a lot of time about who is death after they killed death. That was Kelsa's reigning question for multiple episodes of our podcast. But then I kept wondering, like, are they not going to bring, like, are they, have they decided the other horsemen are, don't care? Like, we don't care about war and famine and pestilence. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. And they were intrigued. That's why I love season five so much, because there's so much wrapped it wrapped up into that one but they really could have expanded on a lot of the concepts in that season over the course of a couple of seasons yeah though i i think having pestilence in these time of days might not age very well or people might think it's a little too relevant well that's a say that about death or war that's true that's a whole other podcast let's not get that heavy now jen k Kylie can't comment on that. She won't even play Pandemic. No. Oh. Hashtag too soon. <laughs> I won't. Right as a, it's, right it as was, a pan- Pandemic was stressful before there was an actual pandemic. I feel this way. Jen K. I actually I, agree with that. Yeah. I read a book right as the pandemic started called Station Eleven, which is now a TV series on HBO Max. And it's about a pandemic that happened so it like does the time jump between beginning the pandemic versus like 15 20 years later and they talk about how they run out of toilet paper like right as it was happening in real life i'm like i want to keep finishing it because it's really good but it feels it's hitting way too close to home right now well good to know i will not be watching that one for a while because it's hashtag too soon <laughs> yeah probably it's a good book though i do like it hashtag apocalypse fatigue <laughs> Supernatural was created by Eric Kripke. This show was his first creator credit, though he went on to create Revolution, canceled after two seasons, Timeless, canceled after two seasons, and The Boys, Going Strong. Would you have you or would you watch any other projects that Eric has made? made or makes always i will and i do <laughs> i've watched revolution i finished it it was not great and i have that the one where the world lost power yes yeah it started I did watch that yeah it started off real good and it kind of meandered into weirdness which is and then it was on nbc so they're not very forgiving so it got the axe timeless has been on my list a few people had requested it i'm actually still intrigued by it I think they gave it an ending because they knew they were going to get canceled after the second season. So I want to see it. And The Boys is very popular. And That's Jensen so is going to The Boys. On there. <laughs> I'm going to. I actually started watching The Boys and I didn't like it. But because I know he's on there now, I'm going to go back and watch it. Restart it and watch it. I think I only watched like the first maybe half of the first season. I don't think I got through the whole season, first season. Just, I think I had, the, I had the same experience because it was really... It goes against everything about superheroes yeah. that you have been... Which is... That's that's that didn't bother me. That didn't so bother dark. me, but it was very... Yeah, it's very dark, dark and violent. And there was some, like, triggering rape stuff in it for yeah. me that I was not prepared for. Yeah. And I think going back and watching it will be fine, but I was not ready. <laughs> so, trigger warning if you yeah. watch it. But yeah, yeah. 
I, I think I do want to watch that one. I do not have interest in the other shows. I don't know the other ones. I watched Revolution before realizing it was Eric Kripke that made it. And then I saw the actor that plays Bobby Singer. And I'm like, oh, it's Bobby. And then I realized, wait a minute, there's a supernatural connection. Duh. And then I tried to watch Timeless. I couldn't get through it, unfortunately. But mentioned before, big fan of The Boys. Really excited. Jensen Ackles is basically going to be playing like a not, or darker, grittier version of like Captain America called Soldier Boy. And fun fact, apparently he was actually up for the role of Captain America, but because of Supernatural, he couldn't take it. Well, think of how the world would change there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a what if for Marvel. Yeah, I... Yeah. I think Eric comes up with really good ideas. Do they always pan out? Maybe not, but I would, I watch, I would watch or have watched everything. I, I just, I'd, he's one of them. I'd be intrigued because he does have good ideas. I don't, I think the problem with revolution was the execution. And I don't know how much that's on his, on him, mm-hmm. but I still like the idea of exploring that type of world so yeah i wouldn't watch something just because he made it but if i heard he was making something i'd look into it you are wanting to make me watch revolution now i had never heard of it until now I, yeah of the book series i've been reading so I the want to check it out first now. season um, is really good the the concept is really good it, it basically is for reasons unknown all electricity and power on earth disappears and so earth basically descends into what is tantamount to frontier world again where it's everybody is in a survivalist dystopian post-apocalyptic spot and you don't have transportation you don't have communication devices you don't have tv and radio you don't have any of that stuff available so what was really cool about it was how they visually depicted the landscape of this world Walking through Chicago, for example, was one of the scenes where mm-hmm. the power was not, and they, they're in the big city. And But the problem is, this, and I think Eric did not show run the second season. Don't quote me on that. The second season took a little bit more of a Western turn, where it became kind of like a fight of factions, if you will. Like it became a war of resources, which could have been interesting, but that's not how they set it up in the first season. It was like two different shows, basically. Was there a group of people that actually had access to some electricity at some point? There like was. Like it kind of goes, it goes on and off that they can get electricity. Yeah. I, I feel like maybe I did start watching it and didn't finish it. Yeah, it, it was, they discovered that it hadn't been completely eradicated. They just didn't know how to uh, get it back. Get it back, yeah. And, get it back which and I feel like season one was like ex- the large level. And I feel like season one was exploring how to get it back and what happened. And if they had continued with that, that would have been good. Yeah. 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 Well, season two, it gave this like weird artificial intelligence. Like, yeah. Gave that life. And it's like, that's not, that wasn't the premise of the show. And it just didn't fit. But then thrown, it literally was that meets Western though. It was wagons and horses and shoot 'em ups in that second season too. So it it was, it just felt like a completely different show. I don't know that that was Eric's fault, but it doesn't. I remember thinking, well, when it got canceled, I'm not surprised and I'm not sad. But I, didn't I think they did. Think, I think they, I don't know the format exactly that they did, if it was like graphic novel or a comic, but they did like wrap up the series through that just so that there was some closure. I don't know if I'd care. 
that's how I thought about it at the end. But I, I didn't initially, but I like stumbled across and was like, oh, maybe I'll see what happens. And it's fine. Yeah. There was an ending. It's just that. And Timeless also was kind of like a very sci-fi premised thing. It did involve time travel. I don't really have a good grasp of it because I've never watched that one, but it was kind of on my eyeball list for a long time. It was one of those shows that was on the bubble, barely squeaked in a renewal. They knew they were kind of probably not going to get another renewal, so they made it a cohesive two-season story, but not like a... It's it's a two-season story, two short seasons, so... Well, and I think at the time, too, before the, there was more popularity with streaming, especially for shorter episodes, too, like, that wasn't really the norm for them, and it's at least for executive producers, for them, they thought that that was the equivalent of failure. And at least now, especially with what happened with COVID, everyone's streaming a lot more. Like there's enough room where you can have like the primetime TV shows that do the 24 episodes or like multiple seasons, but you could also have like what Marvel's doing and have like the shorter miniseries, one season, I was gonna say episodes, one season like TV shows, and that can still feel very successful at the same time. Would you follow any of the cast members to other projects? My answer is yes. I yes, would follow yes. Jared and Jensen. I will have watch... You watched the, have you watched Walker, Texas Ranger yet or no? Not yet. I will. I cannot guarantee that I will stick with it because I did not like the original Walker, Texas Ranger uh, with Chuck. I, Wasn't that Chuck, Chuck Norris? Norris. Yeah, yes. that's a little too throwback and... Nuts. That's my main reason why I didn't like it because I don't. I'm not a Chuck Norris fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll be more fun with Jerry. Yeah. Maybe. No. <laughs> I'm anti Chuck Norris actually. But I would give it a try. I think he deserves a try. And if Jensen did like a weird, I don't care what he does. If he, I was gonna say it has to be really weird. <laughs> I know. I don't even think it care. I don't care. No. If Jensen is in a thing. Kylie will watch him. Jensen is number one on my five. <laughs> I'm there with you, Kylie. I'm a huge Jensen fan. I don't even have a significant <laughs> other. I have a five, and Jensen is at the top <laughs> and can be on top. I'll watch That's him do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is would you follow the cast members to other projects? Nah. Nah! You're wrong. They were great, Misha. but that's not the reason to watch a show for me. Castle, he did something. Misha, I really like him. He's a great actor. I would probably yeah, watch if him. If Misha showed up, I would actually want to see him do other things because I. He's, he's doing a pod. He's on a podcast right now, but now I can't. That's he has TV. a YouTube channel that he does vlogs and stuff. I follow on. him on the social media, and he does a lot of his cross promotional stuff on that. Bridgewater. I think is the podcast he's on. I haven't started listening to it yet. My wife sent it to me and she was like, Hey, Misha's on this. And I was like, cool. And then I haven't listened to it yet. That seems but yeah, I'm, I'm sort of like Nick. I, I watch shows because they're interesting and then I'll be like, Oh cool. This person is in it. That's awesome. But I'm not, I don't follow people to shows generally sometimes movies but not tv shows yeah. i think the For closest me, i came was oh breaking bad seems good oh i love brian cranston okay i'll try it like it was a little bit of both not nah, i'm following this because of that that performer mm-hmm. yeah for me it kind of depends like 
Oh, what was an example? Oh, shoot. I just, I can't remember the example. Like it's happened before either times where it's like, I read the description and then I realized that some, an actor that I've seen in other projects is in it. Or like, I've seen something like the actor like announces the project. I'm like, oh, I had no idea. And it's on the list. Oh, the US version Ghost, because it has the actors from iZombie. So that's on the right. list that I want to watch. Rose McIver. Yes. Okay, the one exception was I did watch Batwoman only because Ruby Rose was in it. That's yeah. my one exception. Batwoman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a disappointment. Okay, that is for another that. podcast, which we already do, but it's the DCTU series, and Nick doesn't want to break anybody's heart, so. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. <laughs> Please detect the sarcasm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that was with Ruby Rose. So I don't even know about Javisha. That's a whole other thing. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't even watch it after she left. Yeah. It's funny because normally I get the pushback on the creator question. And you all were like, sure, Kripke sounds good. Like, I'd watch some stuff. But now I'm getting it on the actor question, which is... Well, it's not that... If if any of them happened to be in it, I wouldn't be mad. And I'd be pleasantly surprised. But I'm just not generally a follower of actors and actresses. So many times my wife will be like... Oh, so-and-so is in this. And I'm like, who is that? I don't even know. And it does help that I've been watching this show for a long time, but still the only people (laughs) that I really know (laughs) without looking them up are Jared Jensen, the two Marks, and Misha. And then everyone else, I'd be like, I don't actually know their name. I have to look them up. That's me. I do follow people, especially if one of them is the top of my five. Oh, and Felicia Day. I will I will follow her, though. Now I you just countered your own answer. <laughs> well, but that's because she's like a cult icon for me. Like, she crosses over shows for me. So it's not just if I'm following a, her from Supernatural. Yeah, so. if it's a nerd show and Felicia Day's not on it, are you even a nerd show? Exactly. That's, mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And also I watch her like on Twitch and stuff. I was so gonna say she live streams on Twitch almost daily. Yeah. So it's just like a whole mm-hmm. that's like a whole other thing, I think. Yep. <laughs> Jeremy, you're quiet. I have the same answer I always have for this question is I don't follow actors to shows. I follow shows because of the content. Be glad you asked. No. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your answer's the same as what I normally say. Yeah. So in this situation, it was pretty much the same as Nick and Kel's. Okay. <laughs> I think this show could have had more cats in it. <laughs> As I'm staring at my cats that are around the room. They should have done they should have done an episode where they fought like the the cat people like in Stephen King's Sleepwalkers. Oh no. They could have just dealt with Egyptian gods. Or that. Yeah, yeah like that. I mean they or did like have the... Anubis that one time. Yeah. I'm probably aging myself the opposite way. From the rest of you, but the episode or the movie Scooby Doo on Zombie Island, where the cat creatures from that, I don't and think they turn that's out to actually be cats instead of people in the mask. I don't think that's aging anyone as much as it is betraying your perpetual obsession for Scooby Doo. <laughs> Wait, why would it be? Why would it be betraying it though? It's just showing us how obsessed you are Correct. with Scooby Doo. Also, Scooby Doo is real old. <laughs> 
Awesome. But that really isn't. That was well, being sarcastic. Anyways, though, that's like, for some of us, that's how we got introduced to Scooby-Doo in the first place, when it was doing like reruns on Cartoon Network. I, I was just being cheeky with my choice of words. We all know you're obsessed with a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I love Scooby-Doo. I know. <laughs> we ever do a podcast on it. I'm there. Noted. There's a, like Supernatural, there's a lot to digest. You'll be moderating that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, now, for finally, because we didn't actually go through these questions the last couple of episodes we did about Supernatural. And of course, we feel a fundamental responsibility as being the, so we believe, TV experts. As far as our listeners, we've been talking about Supernatural now for multiple years and multiple seasons. We've looked back at the entire show given where you have finally landed at the end of all 15 seasons would you recommend supernatural to others why or why not i think i would if they liked like this is a genre show so i would only recommend it to people who like supernatural type stuff if somebody really only watches rom-coms or sitcoms or something, I wouldn't throw this out there. But I think it's good enough to recommend, yeah. I'm going to stick with the answer I always have, which is assuming that they like this genre, I would say yes. Start with seasons one through five. And if you like those, continue at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds really ominous, and yeah. it's not intended. It like, it's just done after season five. <laughs> I mean, like, it is. If you want to keep going, keep going. But, like, one through five is what I recommend, and then... That's my answer as well. Because otherwise, like, I'd recommend it, but at the same time, like, I know it's a behemoth, and the episodes are, like, 40 minutes each. So, yeah. it would take a very... I mean, Jen S was able to watch it all in six weeks, but I don't think as many people are that dedicated versus having to have the time for We're talking like twenty that. hour days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Almost not quite. Obviously each person <laughs> teach their own, but well and not everyone could do that. Yeah. And I'm Jen already one. knew that she liked it. So that yeah. was humble too. True. You know? And she watched it before. Right. I'm going to say the same thing. If they're friends of mine, for one, let's be real, they're into this show already. If they're enemies of mine, I'm going to say start with season seven because it's the best. (laughs) (laughs) Only watch season seven. There is nothing else but season seven. It's just a weird naming gimmick they came up with. How many enemies do you have? (laughs) Not very many anymore. <laughs> they all died from watching season seven of Super I can neither Marvel. confirm nor deny those allegations of death happening. <laughs> I yeah. will say they were all sorely disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> they regretted both their choices and their making of an enemy in me. <laughs> it took him a while to perk up, but boy, did he do it. <laughs> I called that was kicking in. Welcome to the conversation, <laughs> It wouldn't be a supernatural episode without a Jeremy run like that. <laughs> Jen S., you've rewatched the whole show an entire second time, as we've mentioned. What's your answer to this question? Yes, I would definitely. But like Nick and Kels, everybody's basically saying is if you're a fan of this type of show, definitely you want to watch it. I would recommend this show. I agree that I probably would be more selective about who I recommend it to. I mean, it it definitely is a sci-fi fantasy horror 
show. And if you don't like any of those things, you're not going to like this show. It's just, it's got all those things in it done. So if you like that, if you like those things, I'm not, I'm not going to qualify it on just watch seasons one through five and then take your risk or whatever Cal said. <laughs> I think the show is worth going the whole way through and you can make your opinions. Maybe you'll see something in the Soul of Sam season or the Leviathan season. I mean, there are parts of those seasons that are okay. Mitch Pileggi, the granddad, their granddad, is in the Soul of Sam season. He was fun to watch. Mm -hmm. I forgot they had a granddad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were pieces and parts in every season that were could be good or really good, and then some seasons had some very bad parts. But that's to be expected in a show that's gone on for 15. I, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't watch all 15. Now, if you get to season six and seven, you're like, what the hell happened? We totally get that because we were you once upon a time. And we can tell you to just keep going. It does get better. But I would recommend it. If you're, if you're this type of genre fan, there are a few TV shows in this genre that actually, I think, seal the deal, close the book, stick the landing. I think they do that for the most part. Again, you can quibble. And I think it's worth the time. I, I do hope to rewatch it, and I watch a heck of a lot of TV, So, but I do hope to rewatch it. I think the experience would be an informative one, an enlightening one because I've only watched it one time through. I've never gone back and rewatched any of it. And, you know, if you take our recommendation and you want a rewatch partner, tweet at us, CPU Podcast. <laughs> I got it in twice this episode because I didn't get it in once in the last time we talked, which was not so long ago. <laughs> at this time, is there anything else that you'd like to say at all about Supernatural? No. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much build-up and then just such a letdown. <laughs> so no one has anything to say? DJ Qualls. Cool, but DJ Qualls. I feel like we could, but we'd be here like thing. another hour or two. What'd you say, Jen K? I said I. we probably could, but we'd be here for like another hour or two. I mean, I wasn't trying to do that. I was just trying to get your final <laughs> note. <laughs> oh no good well i think our supernatural panel has done talked about everything supernatural related they've ever wanted to say and so to that end i must thank them so profusely by the way this is one of our longest running panels this is one of the only ones now that we're really that we had been doing twice a year because again, Nick pointed it out, seasons are getting shorter in most other networks and places. So we cover those in chunks. Supernatural is one of the only ones we were splitting out. So I really want to thank Jen S and Jen K and Nick and Kels and Jeremy for joining me on this panel, for talking about this, one of my all-time favorite shows, for talking about Supernatural and all of its things. And because we've done that, let's just roll the credits. Couch Potatoes Unite! Exclamation Point was produced by Back Pocket Productions, run by yours truly, the Chief Couch Potato, which is really another way of saying executively produced by me, Kylie Piet. My associate producers are Krista Pennington and Celine Resmer. I edit this podcast, and our logo is by Rebecca Wallace. Our marketing graphic artist is Krista. Our theme song was written by Sarah Milbratz and sung by Sarah, Amy McDaniel, and Kels Resmer. Kaus played the keyboard, Ian McDonough played the bass, Christian Somerville played the guitar, and the whole shebang was engineered by Kyle Aspinall and Christian. 
we hail from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Please, if you like what you hear, take the time to rate us, give us stars, provide comments, or review us wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and Amazon are just a few of the places you can find us, but we're also on YouTube. We have our website. Otherwise, feel free to tell us how we're doing, what we should add, subtract, keep, or toss. You know how it goes. And if you have suggestions for shows we might consider, contact us at our website where we have a guest book. By email at couchpotatoesunitepodcast at gmail.com, our Facebook, our Twitter at CPU Podcast, our Instagram at Couch Potatoes Unite, or wherever you get your podcasts. Though, of course, we add new and old shows to chat about around the water cooler all the time, and always have new episodes coming down the pipe. Just listen to our intros. If you miss old episodes or want to know in general what shows we cover, just search for us. Find us wherever you do searchable things on the internet. Don't forget that exclamation point. Or contact us via our website, our email, our social media accounts, and stay up on all the new events and episodes by our humble little podcast, Couch Potatoes Unite! Exclamation point! Until the next time, Supernatural is available to stream on Netflix as that contract between the CW and Netflix still exists, at least for now. That's probably on borrowed time. If you have nominations for shows we should cover on our podcast, contact us via social media or our email. You can volunteer to be a panelist, too. In the meantime, and until next time, until next episode, new episodes are published every Wednesday. Keep listening. Keep watching. Stay tuned! Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.